0: Another week, another show. Welcome everyone to another episode of Gay Side Stories with Trillificent. Thank you so much for joining me. Really quick disclaimer, you guys I am still battling this very, very stubborn congestion. So if I sound a little bit off, or if the editing is a little off because I need to edit out some hacking, uh, it is what it is. And let's hope and pray that I can get the last of this out of my system but i'm here and i'm ready to deliver so let's get into it so no guests this week it's just me and probably will be a little bit of a shorter show but it is what it is i have some things that i want to talk about and it's actually one of the few things that i've come up with that i just wanted to go at it alone but first let's get into the come quick segment i'm gonna come sir oh yeah Alright guys, not too much here. First up, uh, I did a guest spot on The Man Podcast with Baby Huey and Jay The Host. That should be coming out, I believe, this week. Um, they put out a little teaser on Instagram and I did repost that on the show page's Instagram. So, if you're following Gay Side Stories on Instagram, you would have seen that. That whole episode should be coming out soon. I will definitely have the links for that when it does drop. But check me out over there. And the other thing is, I just wanted to talk really, really quick. So I was on Twitter this morning and I saw this video. I think a lot of us all saw this video that was posted of these college kids in a Waffle House. And I don't know how the situation started, but they it was from what I could tell, maybe one or not one. uh, From what I could tell was maybe two to three girls or women. And one guy and the guy was filming and they were just going toe to toe with one of the workers. So, like I said, I don't know what started this situation, why they were at each other's necks the way that they were. But what I did take away from that is, number one, they were in the restaurant causing a ruckus, going back and forth with this man, yelling and screaming. I guess he's called them names. Uh, They've called him names. And it's just really, really over the top and I could not understand what all this was about from the little bit I gleaned from the video the guy the worker was complaining about indecisiveness I don't know I feel like whatever it was it did not need to be all of that and I really feel like those college age adults because I'm not going to call them children I really feel like they were just putting on and doing the most because somebody was filming it and they thought it was cute they thought they would upload it to twitter and wherever else and it probably would go viral and they would be like, oh look at these <clears throat> look at these people standing up for themselves when workers are disrespecting them and da, da 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 and it had the exact opposite effect so they upload this video twitter watches this video and twitter begins to drag them because it just looked ridiculous it looked performative to me anyway and they didn't really look like they were in the right i could not see anything from the video that was so clear-cut as this person that works for waffle house has clearly violated and they are righteous in their indignation so the best part of it for me is when twitter started calling out uh, at the end of the video, the worker comes from around the the corner where the kitchen is. And y'all know how Waffle Houses are set up. He comes around that corner and uh homeboy said, I, I'm done talking. I'm ready to throw hands. Who's ready to, f- who want to box? Who want to box? And everyone mysteriously got very, very quiet when he came around that corner and started asking who wanted to box. Because at first, I guess one of the threats of some kind of physical altercation came. The, the young ladies started grabbing silverware off the table, which I think one of them grabbed like a butter knife and a spoon. And I, you can tell that they ain't never been nowhere and ain't anyway. But when he came around that corner, the young ladies quickly got out of the way. And the young man who had so much to say before that was mum. Had nothing to say. They didn't resume their tirade because there was a part two that was uploaded that I didn't really watch. They did resume once he went back to the kitchen area. And so it was the guy that had uploaded this. And so again, they got dragged because they look ridiculous, not knowing how many people in on Twitter have been in situations like these, have worked in retail, have worked in the restaurant industry having to deal with customers like that that go into situations like with this entitlement that i'm always right i can do whatever i want i can say whatever i want and if you try to buck at me then you're gonna lose your job ha 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 ha, ha. listen as someone who has worked retail for quite a number of years all right in the grocery industry let me tell you something you're gonna come across the wrong motherfucker on the wrong day and he going to give you that right ass whooping. And that's all I'm going to say on that. Be careful how you treat service workers. They are not beneath you just because they're working a job that you feel is less than if that man was not back there cooking. How were you going to eat at Waffle House that night? How, how dare you feel like you're better than him and you can talk down on him and talk crazy to him. And even if he. Somehow violated because that is a possibility. I'm not saying he was innocent in the situation The performative nature of it just really made me feel like They were looking for something because they they wanted to go viral because otherwise there was no really there really was no reason to Record y'all yelling at this man for three minutes It wasn't that it wasn't it didn't get serious till he came around that corner and even then y'all were too chick y'all were chicken shit so i'm like well, so what are you recording for so now you've recorded yourselves looking like cowards <laughs> congratulations you played yourself so again treat service workers with respect don't treat them like they're beneath you like they are some kind of sub subhuman race or something like that like they are human trying to get a check offering you a service so the least that you can do is be nice. If you're not going to be nice, at least be neutral towards them. You don't have to be an asshole. And blessed to whoever decides to disrespect people handling their food and has to handle their um, financials after the fact as in their critic. Y'all bold. Good luck, everybody. And I'll punctuate that by saying this. uh, A tweet that I came across from an at Miss Bree, M-I-S-S-S-B-R-I underscore said, Y'all talk shit to strangers all day, but when they want to fight, it's dead silence. Quote, I'm too grown to fight. Or quote, I make jokes all day with everyone. Learn who to play with before somebody shoots you. And I just agree. I just agree. There was another meme that I posted about strangers and they're uh, getting a little bit too familiar and, and doing so in a rude way, remember that people are strangers and you don't know what their struggle is, you don't know what they're going through, you don't know what, you don't know how close they are to the tipping point and you, you don't know how potentially much your life is in danger. So I'm just saying, when you go out into the world, when you're on Twitter, when you're at the Waffle House, when you're at the Burger King trying to have it your way, whatever it is that you do, conduct yourself in a way that, you know, won't lead to problems. And or if you decide that you are that bad of a bitch or whatever, when the problems come, don't shuck and drive, all right? That's all I'm saying. And one more thing real quick. Um I see a lot of um comparisons of whatever's going on with Cardi B's situation with Beyonce's situation. And I don't know why people are doing that. These are two completely different situations, completely different women, completely different men. I don't know why people are so anxious or to bring Beyonce into situations that have nothing to do with her. Um, Cardi B's situation is hers. And as much as we like to get on there and say, everything is different. Every situation is different. Every relationship is different. It's very interesting to me that when it's time to make some comparisons, all of a sudden everything is the same. And then you get the, well, why can't we say this? Why can't we say, you know, because Beyonce did. This? And it's, number one, what is this comparison? What kind of argument are you making? First of all, and what does this comparison bring to the table? Is really my question, really my only question. What does this do? What kind of conversation are you furthering or are you fostering? Because I get it. People are, they have to make comparisons. They can't let anything stand on its own, whatever. That's a whole different rant for a whole different day. But I would challenge and say, so what's the point of you bringing that up? What's the, to say, what's the, dif- you're asking the question, what's the difference? The difference is, it's different people. Even if the the situations are similar and I saw something saying, oh, well, you know, the, the y'all are hiding behind the argument of the length of the engagement or the length of time that they've been together. That's a cop out. Duh, duh, duh. Again, I say, what is the point? What point are you trying to make? Because when I hear that and then when people say when people explain what they think the difference in the situations are, you say it's a cop-out. So what point are you trying to make? What is what is it? Because it feels like if you don't want to hear what people have to say, you don't want to hear their quote-unquote excuses, you're trying to jam these together and say, these are the same and Beyonce ain't no different and it's just respectability politics while y'all feel like Beyonce, first of all, the situation is different because we didn't really know what was going on with Beyonce and Jay Z until after the fact. We got a little bit of a sliver of something may be going awry when Solange um, turned into a Power Ranger in that elevator, but we didn't know the full extent of it until Lemonade came out. Of course, a lot of people speculated, but whatever. The, and we did not go with we did not go through that with them. Whereas with this Cardi situation, number one. To be honest, I don't even know what the truth is. But number two, we're going through it with them. That makes the situation different. Everyone's going to feel differently. Everyone's going to start projecting. Everyone's going to be, quote unquote, triggered if they've had a situation similar. So that makes the situation different off top. But beyond that, again, these are two completely different people. You don't know what Beyonce had to do to be able to get over whatever happened with her and Jay-Z being you don't know so that in itself makes the situation different we don't know what cardi's going through to try to get through whatever she's going through you know so it, it's not just a blanket oh well if beyonce did it then cardi should do it or because beyonce did it now everyone feel like they should do it no you don't know beyonce's you don't know her her journey to get to where they are now Cause it may be a whole lot of shit that Beyonce did that some, that we'll use the same, that Cardi be like, hell no, I'm not doing that or vice versa or whatever the case may be. My point is it's odd to me that you deal in, in absolutes when you don't have all of the absolute facts, I guess and again the comparisons i don't i don't understand why would you again what is the point that you're trying to make in comparing two situations of infidelity what is the conversation what is the conversation whatever so i just wanted to say that real quick now we'll switch over and let's get into the main topic for this week so this week i wanted to talk a little bit about spaces different spaces in your life Um, and I broke this up into four different pieces the first three uh, I think will apply to anyone and the last one is specific to the LGBT community so first I want to talk about physical space it's 2018 you guys and it is so very important to protect your physical space and when I say that I mean to the point where you feel safe like your physical person Give yourself a three foot rule and you feel safe. And hopefully you can navigate and not have to be put into situations where you do not feel safe physically. But if you are often, hopefully that's something that you can challenge and change because it is very, very important to feel safe. I, I think people discount how stressful it is when you don't feel safe. And it may be something that you kind of. Put on the back burner, and the example that comes to mind is women that have to walk a path wherever they're going, and they may run across catcalling and things of that nature, and eventually you just deal with it. You get some coping mechanisms, headphones and whatnot, but, and I could be wrong because I'm not a woman that's been in that situation, but I would imagine at some point, like I said, you put that in the back burner, but it is still stressful To always feel like I may not be safe physically. Another example that I can use personally is when the few times when I let someone talk me into going out to the gay clubs, because I'm not uh, a club person, that is not any shade to anyone who, if you wanna go to the club, shake your ass, that don't have nothing to do with me. What I'm saying is I don't enjoy going to the club. But the few times that I would, I did have that thought going in my my mind, like, okay, when we come out of the club and I'm on my way, walking down the streets, trying to get to where I parked, am I safe? You know, is there, is there someone that's going to jump out and be like, hey, you know, F word, <clears throat> et cetera, et cetera. So those situations aside, I really want to challenge everyone to just, Kind of do a, a mental check and say, am I doing everything I can to feel safe? And that also extends to trying to prevent bodily harm. Like I said before, just not putting yourself or trying to to change situations where you don't have to feel like someone's going to physically harm you. And the last aspect of the physical space is peace wherever you call home. It is so very important for people when they get home wherever home is whatever the situation is at home when you get home for there to be peace especially going out into the i mean anything that you do whether you are an entrepreneur or whether you have a nine to five whatever it is that you do you're out in the world being stressed challenged and it's very very important to be able to go home and have peace, to be able to reset, to be able to shed all of the whatever you've come across during that day and have peace is very, very important. All right. Do not discount having peace at home, especially for my listeners that don't live alone. I know that peace at home can look different for everyone, but you, you definitely have to find what that is. So next is mental space. And I really feel like what I what I boiled this down to is it is so important to feel free to be yourself. There are so many people that are living in the world that have put themselves or are living in these mental cages and only allow certain parts of themselves to be free. So I challenge everyone listening to if you're not already if you are, then congratulations to you. But for anyone who feels like they are not in a position where they can be completely free to be themselves, I challenge you to to do that work and figure out why do I feel that way? Is it valid or is it some societal pressures that I've internalized and now I feel like I can't do it or is it an actual situation where I may put my physical space in jeopardy if i'm my full free self such as if you are a little bit more flamboyant but you butch it up in certain situations not to, so that you don't cause a ruckus whatever the case may be i just really challenge everyone to to allow yourself number one to be yourself and even before that learn who you are It's very very critical and then once you figure out who you are allow yourself to be that person and once you do that, then that saves you from having your thoughts hijacked. It saves you from being in situations where your thoughts are suppressed because you are, your, you are you. And no one can take that away from you because you've already done that work. You've already succeeded in that challenge of figuring out who you are. And you've already stood up and you said, I am going to be who I am. I am free to be myself. That's very important for your mental space. Next is emotional space. And this one is uh, this one is a big one because people are emotional as much as people try to act like they aren't or try to shuck it or try to say only certain or not only but try to say that certain zodiac signs are more emotional than others or men say women are more emotional blah 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 all of that we're all no one is really wired that differently we're all emotional okay people who truly are not emotional are psychopaths all right now that's not to say that some people can't compartmentalize better than others but we're all emotional creatures all right it's just it's just, it is what it is, right? That's how we were built. So, owning that truth is very important to protect your emotional space. And where I started on my journey with protecting my emotional spaces, protecting myself from being drained. And when I say protecting yourself from being drained, I mean, sometimes you have to put some walls up so that things don't get to you and that, that may not necessarily be other people it may not be people coming to you asking you questions or dumping emotional stuff on you or expecting you to do their emotional labor although those are all valid it could just be things happening in the world the news could make you em- emotional it could be emotionally draining and sometimes you need to protect yourself from that in addition to the other things that i mentioned so when it comes to other people, I really feel like this is where you have to learn where and you have to learn who deserves your energy. And not only that, but you have to reevaluate often. Because a lot of times I think we get caught up in situations where length of time is a big factor. I've been friends with this person for so long or familial ties. You know, this is my family. Da da da. da, da but you are responsible for protecting your emotional space no one else is no one else is going to do it and it doesn't matter if it's family it doesn't matter if it's a friend it doesn't whatever the case may be you still have to be responsible for that now who you're trying to protect yourself from or build boundaries with will affect your approach obviously you're not gonna cuss out a family member unless they really really try on it because mm, sometimes people take the word family and they think that that means they can do whatever they want say whatever they want that is not the case but you may not necessarily want to cuss your family member out you want to find a healthier way to build those boundaries and protect yourself emotionally versus an acquaintance who's tried you one too many times when y'all go out for happy hour and you trying to sit down and get you some mozzarella sticks and they done tried it again and again and again. They come dumping emotional shit on you, or whatever the case may be. That may be a situation where you say, you know what, this is not for me. I'm gonna get mine to go, and I wish you the best. Good luck, everybody. is my what is what I say. So another thing to be aware of is susceptibility to negativity, and I think the starting point on that is really doing work on yourself. Like you have to be you have to have that self-awareness so that you know what your triggers are you know when that negativity is coming up and you know how it may affect you because some people can be positive all day and when they get hit with some negativity it derails them completely because they're more susceptible to it whereas other people may be like oh well no big deal i'm happy tra-la-la-la you know smurfs or whatever so you really have to do that work. A lot of this in protecting your spaces is doing that work, having that self-awareness so that you know where you are and you know how to handle things. And when I say negativity, negativity is, is comes in a lot of different forms. It's not always something bad happening. It's not always someone talking to you crazy or it could just be someone constantly complaining dumping a bunch of complaints on your lap and not taking advice or not doing anything to change their situation negativity it could be very insidious and in that it's draining you and you may not even realize it so that's why i say it's very important to do that work to do that evaluation of the spaces around you and the people around you and last i wanted to talk about uh lgbt spaces and a lot there is some overlap but i wanted to make this very very specific to the community because your ability to be your true self and your mental health are very very important but there are additional factors to consider when you're lgbt and from the way things are going especially if you're the t in the lgbt whatever your situation is I just want to I want to challenge everyone in the community to get to a point where the spaces that you occupy and the spaces around you and when I say spaces around you I mean like your personal space, mental emotional etc I want to challenge you to if you're not already in the in these positions to figure out what it's going to take to get you there and that is so that you, Don't have the fear of being persecuted. It's very, very important. So it's definitely something to do. And obviously, I'm not saying that it's easy, but it may help just writing it down. Like, okay, what can I do to get myself out of this situation or even just identifying the situation? Maybe start there. And that may shed some light on things and that may motivate you to want to change things. And the other thing that I think is very, very important is not having to accept tolerance. And that comes from family, from friends, that comes from online interactions. And the, what, what comes to mind when I say not having to accept tolerance is, I don't know why, I, maybe I've just been seeing them a little bit more lately. But whenever I'm on Twitter, there have been tweets that say something to the effect of, Why can't I disagree with homosexuality and still say that I respect the person as a person? Something along those lines. Listen. For my LGBT people, and this is this is a lesson that I struggled with for a long time. Tolerance. Is not enough. All right. Now, I know things can get tricky with that, especially with family as you guys, I don't have the same view of family as a lot of people do, and I make allowances for that, but I, I said what I said. Tolerance is not enough. If you have people that are just tolerating you, the kind of people that say or have you feeling like they're quote-unquote okay with your identity, but they don't ever want you to talk about it, or they never acknowledge it, or... They say something to the effect of um, Oh, one of my personal favorites Um, I hate the sin, not the sinner Listen, we don't need your tolerance Tolerance is not going to stop Trans women of color from being killed Okay That borderline tolerance is really just I don't even know what to call that Like I call it tolerance but I don't even, know, I'm not even sure if that's really what it is because people really think that I can disagree, quote unquote, with your sexual identity and that's not disrespectful to you as a person. And they don't seem to understand that there's nothing to agree with. Homosexuality is a sexuality, period. Lesbianism, bisexuality, uh, everything else under the spectrum. Those are sexualities that no one's asking for your agreement because there's nothing to agree with or disagree with. And it gets to the point where you're like, you know what, just say that you don't like that LGBT people, and I think I saw this on Twitter. And it just say that you don't like that LGBT people are being a little bit more accepted in society. You don't feel like it should be accepted by society. And go. Like, because what you're saying is is not making sense, number one. But number two is is not doing anybody any favors. So again, I would challenge my LGBT family to do that work. Identify the things that you need to be able to be your true self. Um, Protect your mental health, protect your spaces. Um, Don't go into LGBT spaces that are not safe for you. And immediately when I say that comes to mind is usually people of color may not be as safe in more white dominant spaces. You can be mad about it if you want to. It is what it is. We know how critical race is in America and really the whole entire globe. But, you know, the spotlight is on America right now for obvious reasons. And that really probably is just another point of the not having to fear persecution. Putting yourself in a situation or trying to do your best to get to a point where you do not have to have that fear, and lastly, not having to accept tolerance. I don't want to. I'm not saying that you have to make it a all or nothing situation with everyone in your life, but a lot of times people feel like, okay, I'm gonna throw you a bone. Like I don't, I don't fuck with that, and I don't like that gay shit. I really have a problem with my son being gay or, you know, I'm not that comfortable working around gay people. But however it presents itself, I just want to just be very cognizant of that, because oftentimes tolerance is not enough. And I say tolerance is not enough because if some shit hits the fan and you need people to fight for you. The people that just tolerate you are not going to be the people to stand up for you. All right. Because they feel like you shouldn't have what you have already, but it's nothing they can do about it or whatever the case may be. Or they just, you know, they again, they hate the sin, not the sinner. So when it comes to a point where it's like, okay, well, I need to stand up and I need to fight for my LGBT rights. Those people are not going to be there. That's why I say tolerance is not enough. And I know sometimes we have to handpick. Some people's tolerance, we have to accept, you know, you want your mom in your life and all she's giving you is tolerance. I get that. But again, I I just want to say, be very cognizant of that because all I can say is people that, again, people that tolerate you, your sexual identity or whatever it is about you that they don't particularly rock with, but they keep it cute. Those are not going to be people that are going to stand up and fight with or beside you or for you. And that's it. So that's going to wrap up this episode. It's uh, I know it's a little different, a little heavier, but this is something that I've had in my notes for a while to, to talk about. As I stated on last week's episode with Gil, I'm still kind of struggling a little bit to get started with 2018. I feel like I am that lawnmower where you just keep on having a yank and yank and yank and the damn thing won't start and then you got to go get the oil and you got to mix it with the gas and do all this mad scientist alchemist bullshit just to get the goddamn lawnmower i feel like i'm still at that point like you know i'm still yanking on the thing and the engine won't quite start so bear with me while i try to get my life together for 2018 i definitely want to get it together for again the big one year anniversary is coming up I still have no idea what I'm going to do for that show. I know I want to have a guest or some guests. So I guess I'm putting that out there. If you, I really would like to have uh, some return guests or, yeah. So if you've been on the show and maybe you want to come through and do something for the one year anniversary show, you know where to find me. For everyone else, remember, you can go to GaySideStories.com. That is the hub for all of the information about the show. You can email me at GaySideStories at gmail.com. I promise I will do better about checking my email there. You can follow and interact with the show on social media. It's at GaySideStories on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Do me a big favor and like the Facebook page if you are in the Facebook land. I know that Facebook is anyway. Yeah. So make sure you guys are subscribing wherever you get your podcasts. If you haven't already, remember this podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, TuneIn, Acast, Google Play Music. I feel like I'm forgetting one. Oh, and Stitcher. If you happen to listen in an app that allows you to leave ratings and reviews, I would be very appreciative if you did so specifically in Apple Podcasts as much grief as we give Apple Podcasts about you know their podcast app and everything especially with the changes with iOS 11 it is still the most visible so if you guys like what i'm doing and or you just want to show some love or some encouragement then head on over there and leave a rating and if you feel so inclined go ahead and write a review hopefully no more one star woes but you know, it is what it is. Everything ain't for everybody. And I accept that. Make sure you guys are sharing this show with other people. That's how it grows. Um, I want to give a quick shout out to everybody that had to the new listeners. I've been seeing new people come on um, and follow on SoundCloud, and things like that. Shout out to anyone who goes back and listens to old episodes after they've discovered the show. Y'all are some of the realist of the MVPs and i think that's it so uh, to everyone new and old thank you so much for listening thank you for your support and as always you guys remember the lost commandment thou shalt protect thy walls or they will crumble we are out of here and i will see you guys next week bye